This is episode 221 of Bella in Your Business. Hi there, I'm Bella Vaster from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Welcome to another episode of Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasta, and today I've got a treat for you. You may or may not have heard some people starting to say that they got their PPP loan forgiven. Remember those loans that a lot of people have applied and gotten back in March, April, May, June? Um, But it's very confusing because I don't think that the government really knows what they're doing, let alone the banks, let alone us. So guys, we need some guidance. And that's why I literally, we just ended the whole entire series on video and we are sliding our friends, Linda and Trevor into this podcast like right now. And I'm pushing everything back because this is timely information that you guys need to know about. And I want to give you these resources. So without further ado, I am going to welcome Linda and Trevor to the show. They are small business owners who love other ambitious small business owners. They have over 60 years of experience combined in the financial services industry. So they kind of know what they're talking about. Linda has owned, bought, and sold a business. Trevor has managed multiple businesses. They have seen what works and what doesn't. And when it comes to business financing, especially now with COVID. Uh, their tagline is financing solutions for your business success story. Welcome to the show, you guys. Hey, Bella. Nice to be here. Thank you for the invitation. I, I love your name, Bella Vasta. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. So- that's exactly how it all happened. I am Italian and um, I, it was one of my nicknames and that's how it happened. So thank you. You guys, we are packed full of dog walkers and pet sitters. I think probably leaning in right now to hear what you have to say, because this year has been challenging. And even those businesses that were doing great, that would like never do loans or need assistance are doing just that, whether they need it or for strategic or just to have it in their back pocket. And I know a lot of people did that with specifically the PPP. And I know we're going to touch on the EIDL just a little bit, but before we even get into it, give me a very short overview of what the PP was or a reminder of what PPP, what it was for. (laughs) Let's start there just as a reminder. Okay. So the PPP loans were the paycheck protection program. So it was dedicated to small business owners, who needed to meet payroll so that they could stay open and keep people employed. There were other types of expenses that were allowable within those Very loans. narrow. Very so, narrow. I mean, essentially, it was a way that the U.S. government, under the CARES Act, created a program to help employers keep people on the payroll and to help states avoid paying unemployment benefits to employees who were being laid off because of store closings and lockdown closings due to COVID. And there was also something like there was, wasn't there an advance part of it too, where they were saying, oh, you can apply, you might get the advance, you don't have to repay it. That was the other program, which the is EIDL? the yes. EIDL, the Economic Injury Disaster Loan, which actually has been around since 1953, passed oh. an act of Congress along with the Small Business Administration Act of 1953, which I read yesterday, all 321 pages. And that was passed, was traditionally for floods, tornadoes, wildfires, disasters. But 
the SBA and the U.S. government modified that for the COVID pandemic to be a kind of an easier access to it. And that included under the CARES Act a grant of up to $10,000. And do you guys see why exactly have the experts on? Because already my question was a little off kilter because this whole thing is just so confusing. Add in, add in stress, anxiety, depression, and trying to keep your business alive. And it is very hard to keep this all straight. So let's dive right on in and say, um, you know, so I've been seeing and hearing that people are, are asking for the PPP to be forgiven. How do my listeners do that? That's a whole now new process with the lender that funded the PPP loan. There is an application process and certain guidelines to submit with supporting documentation, such as the, well, you, if you have a payroll company, so you have a lot of um, pet sitters and pet sitters and dog, dog walkers. Dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just looking for Linda, who's way out there in the weeds. <laughs> Linda, <laughs> <come back. laughs> All well, right, I'm dynamic gonna, duo, pull it back in for us, Trevor. We got dog poop to go out and pick up. Come back from the weeds. Here it is. The program allows for forgiveness, certain percentages of the amount of the loan, depending on how you use the loan under what's called eligible expenses. And the idea is that you don't have to repay this loan, which by the way, the loan, the interest rate is only 1% and it's very cheap money, but you can get it forgiven. The banks don't have their act together yet. Some banks are sending out forms and saying, hey, let's get this started. Other banks are like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Then we've got all the chatter out there on the internet, all the YouTube experts besides us who are saying, wait, don't wait, wait for the stimulus, the new stimulus. So it's very confusing. We, by the way, Bella, are not confused. So when I've heard people online say that they've gotten their PPP forgiven, have they actually gotten it forgiven or they've just been given the application? Yeah, Yeah. because some banks have their act together. Okay. Sent out the paperwork to their clients. So yes, some people and maybe the client was also equally as organized to that. And sometimes they are. Trevor, Trevor is a little grouchy today. Aren't we grouchy today? Trevor's Trevor's shaking his head for those of you who can't see the video portion. Like never organized. So well, that's not true. Some clients are organized, and some of the banks, like you said, have their act together. So there are some people who have already submitted their forgiveness application to have it already forgiven because all of the funds were used for payroll. Many people did not get enough money. So thus they used all their money already and it was all dedicated towards payroll. So hence, so so it was easy just to submit payroll reports because it wasn't that complicated. You used it for all payroll. That's 100% forgiven. And actually, you do not have to submit any documents. Okay, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Can I can I go back really quick and say you sure. said some banks have their act together. Which of those banks have you seen have their act together? Oh, we actually yeah. cannot answer that question. Yeah. Okay. No problem. Yeah, it's yeah. all over the map. And especially depending on where you located. You're in- I'm in Arizona personally, Arizona. but my clients and the listeners of Bella and Your Business are all over the United States and even Canada and the UK. So this won't really apply. Even with the banks that are sending, like we've heard from two different people, Bank of America, hey, I got my paperwork for the forgiveness, Trevor, I'm going to send it over to you. So, okay, so we'll sign you up in December. We'll get that done. And someone else, I call them, hey, did you get what? Bank of America is doing it? I didn't even know that. Yeah. Even within a given bank, there's confusion. Crisscross, okay. 
So what happens if someone received the SBA Economic Injury Disaster Loan, EIDL, and how does that affect the PPP loan from being forgiven? That two ways. Let's talk about utilization of funds. Yes. So if you receive the PPP, let's, we're going to make up a fake example here. So um, Trevor's gopher pet sitting business, because gophers, I love gophers. Okay. So I got a PPP loan and the money hit my bank account, dispersed into my bank operating account on July 5th, uh-huh. right? And I have a period of time to use that money. Originally, it was eight weeks. Then it was subsequently extended to 24 weeks. Okay. If I got an EIDL loan a week later on July 15th, two weeks later, then I cannot use the EIDL money for exactly the same expenses that I'm using the PPP money for at the same time. On the other hand, if I got... 15,000 from PPP on July 15th, now July 5th in my example, and I spent all that money in three weeks on payroll and expenses, and then I got an EIDL, I can use that afterwards. Once I've exhausted the PPP money, I can use the EIDL money for the same expenses. You just can't use them for the same expenses at the same time. Next is that the EIDL money, you can use it during the same time for other expenses that are not covered such as servicing your debt. If you have monthly payments on your car for your business or your business credit card or your lease on your whatever, you can use it for that just as long as it's not the same expense PPP. And last but not least with EIDL, if you got a grant from EIDL up to $10,000, when you apply for your forgiveness, that grant is going to be subtracted from the forgiven amount, which means you will actually be repaying the grant at 1% interest under the terms of the PPP loan. That's been a lot of the controversy with the grants, aka advance. They got away with this little loophole of having them recouping that grant because then they, they called it an advance so that then they could maybe finagle it. But that's what, what's well, been- it's a function of how rushed the Congress yes. put the package together. It's a mistake, literally, in the CARES Act. And you, listen, we have to give Congress and the SBA and government credit for having rolled this out in the timely manner that they did and helped a lot of us out here in the world to survive with our businesses. But mistakes were made and yeah. functionality failed in a lot and still failing. But yeah. still, the economy has not, I mean, we're faltering, but we're not in a depression. At least not yet. Not yet. Unless, you know. No, absolutely not. And I think it's really important just to remind everyone that at least last I checked, I mean, the national unemployment is only at 6%. And I say only because it was double that. And and before all this, it was down to 3%, which was like the lowest ever. So like you're saying, we're not in a depression, even though sometimes I think we're kind of starting to adopt that mentality. Um, because we're scared, you know, so this is why I want to arm you guys with the facts and bring experts on like Linda and Trevor today and give you these resources because you guys can absolutely reach out to them and have more of a personalized discussion with them. And I'll give you all that information at the end of the show. So I think that kind of goes into my next question. You just already kind of answered it, but I want to reiterate because even for me, it's, it's a little hard to wrap my head around this. So if someone was approved for the PPP loan and used 100% of it for payroll, 
forgive. Why is there chatter that the SBA is saying that they aren't going to forgive the 10,000 of the PPP because of the advance? So that's kind of what you were just saying, right? Like, right. I mean, but I think the biggest thing is people think that that was our money free and clear. Hooray. We don't yes. have to pay it back. But yeah. you're saying that that's not the case. Correct. It was a, one of those, you know, screeching record moments because, <laughs> yeah, because everyone was calling it the free money. Yeah. yeah. And a grant technically is not to have to be repaid. But thus, again, with some of the frenzy and folly. Well, it's a grant yeah. if you did not get a PPP loan or if you got a PPP yeah. loan and you don't want to get it forgiven. But if you're going to request forgiveness of any portion or all of your PPP loan, and if you got a grant on the EIDL loan, then technically on the application, that is going to be subtracted from the grants going to be subtracted from the amount of forgiveness. So argument's sake, going back to Trevor, the gopher pet sitting service, and I got a PPP loan in July and then an EIDL loan two weeks later, and I'm feeding all my gophers. Okay, great. I'm alive and kicking so are the gophers. Now I'm going to apply for my forgiveness here in December, and I got $50,000 in PPP loan, and I got $100,000 in EIDL. I got a $10,000 grant under EIDL. If I ask, let's say I used for argument's sake, the 50 full PPP loan, I used all of it for payroll. Paid myself, paid my staff, all $50,000. I put in my forgiveness, essentially 100% forgiveness because it is all payroll. $10,000 grant I got in the EIDL is going to be taken off the top. So $40,000 will be forgiven and the other $10,000 I will have to make payments on at 1% interest. You guys, I hope that uh, you pulled your car over or you're sitting down listening to this because I can just imagine how upset this might be making you. And if you checked out while you're listening to this, sometimes I kind of doze off or well, not doze off, but you know, my mind starts wandering. Hopefully I just kind of brought you back in and you go ahead and you rewind that and listen to what Trevor just said, because that is definitely not anything that we've ever heard or talked about or been aware of. We really thought that, okay, I'll apply for this. I'll get this grant. So Trevor, what if we didn't do EIDL? We just only did PPP. Is it still the same thing? Only no. 40000 or like that 50000 no. would be done? No. Only it applies when you had a grant for the EIDL loan, because that's the only program that offered the grant. Right. And you got that grant. And when you go for forgiveness, that the amount of the grant will be subtracted, which essentially converts the grant to an advance. Mm -hmm. Okay. The other so, thing, the chatter is out there, Bella, on the internet about people saying, wait until you file. And we're advising our clients the same thing. I mean, we're signed up clients to do forgiveness. We have, we have a forgiveness consulting program, which Linda can tell you more about. But we are telling some of our folks, we may not file your application right away. Uh -huh. And the reason is because the chatter is and the talk mm -hmm. is, without seeing it in actual legislation, that in a new round of stimulus, potentially... Congress may repair this aspect of the PPP program with the grant not being forgiven. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, gosh, I, this is, this just feels so, I'm angry for all my business yeah. owners right now. It's you know, very I'm, uncomfortable. It's I'm, very feel, uncomfortable. I'm, feeling, I'm feeling all the emotions for you guys right now because it's almost impossible to make an educated decision when the goalpost keeps moving, right? And I can only imagine what it's like to be in your position. So kind of going along those same lines, Trevor, do you recommend that 
people submit their PPP forgiveness now or wait? I mean, like, can they end up getting penalized for being on the ball and doing it now? And then, oops, we're going to change the rules. Like, how do we know what to believe you guys? (laughs) I don't have an answer for that. Mm. And that's the most honest answer you can give. And I appreciate that. You know, this is what we do. And we, we can't, that's why we're looking at every file on a case by case basis. So we were able to get funding for over 50 businesses, including reconsiderations, PPP, EID loans, and other programs. So, so let's, as we kind of, kind of come to a conclusion here, and now that we realize, uh, you know, my initial question was, oh, will my PPP loan be forgiven? <laughs> and now I realized just how deep that those answers and questions and burrows go. Tell my listeners a little bit more about you guys are, what you do, what kind of clients you serve, how expensive it is. Because I think the number one thing that prevents anyone from getting help or giving anyone a call is they think it's going to cost like, you know, tens of thousands of dollars or something. Um, So so break it down for us about exactly why you know this and how you help people. Like, Give me an example of your ideal client or how you'd be able to help a, a a small business owner like this, who's out there just trying to put a roof over their head, food in their mouth and keep their employees working and are just completely stressed to the max. Yeah. Well, we started the business in 2017. We incorporated the business in 2017, and then we launched December 2018 after one of our neighbors, I sold, I owned an insurance agency. I sold my half of the business and Trevor retired from residential New York banking. So we combined our financial services experience and we were at a neighbor's house. And he needed $500,000 to purchase another business for the government contracts. And he went to his local bank, who he had been banking there for decades. And he said, I need a half a million dollars. And he filled out all the applications. They did the appraisal and the inspection and the fees and all that. Waited three months. And the banker called back and said, good news, you're approved for $50,000. And he said, I can't do anything with $50,000. I think you left off a zero, dude. You left out a zero. He had to go get what's hard, you know, what's called hard money. Yeah, he went yeah. to a lawyer who charged him, you know, like they used to say in New York City back in the day, you know, with the mafia, hey, I'm going to give you this and this is the VIG. So he paid so, the VIG. So what we decided to do is we wanted to open up a brokerage and we developed a matrix of lenders of different types of lending products for different types of businesses and different types of financing. We knew there were alternatives out there to the traditional lending scenario and not to have to go to hard money. And as a rule, we don't do hard money through our brokerage. But we also knew something else from our experience. So Linda was an insurance broker for 30 years. I was a mortgage banker for 30 years. And we've both filled out thousands and thousands of applications. applications. One thing we know about an application process, garbage in, garbage out. If you submit an application in a high quality manner, your chances of success just shot up tremendously. So fast forward. So we we were on a roll here and and we had clients, we had loans yeah. that were you yeah. know first in goal, third in goal, fourth in goal, and then COVID hit. We had about three and a half million dollars of loans in the pipeline that were ready to close Flush. and shut it down with COVID. Bye-bye. 
So we just woke up and it was gone. And we said, well, now what are we going to do? And we said, well, let's just stay relevant. Let's stay top of mind. Let's provide information. Let's be a resource. So we ended up just daily giving updates on what was going on with the disaster financing. And we had a client in California who we were going to get money for, but then we couldn't. And he said, well, get me the EIDL money. Get me whatever money the government is getting. I'm too busy making pizza sauce over here. I don't have time. And my friends told me it's night. I'll pay you to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So we said, okay, because we had already been watching it on a daily basis. And thus was born the disaster of disaster financing. And we ended up helping about 50 clients. We got about $3 million to help businesses survive. We created a fee structure to go to your concern, Bella. Yes. So the SBA allows what's called a preparer slash agent, an authorized agent, which is what we would be for a business, allows the agent to charge up to $2,500 fee for the disaster loan application. And we looked at each other and we said, you know, that thing we do at night, sleeping well, we like that. So we can't in good conscience charge people this kind of money when we don't know if they're going to be. In, I said to Linda, I said, these people are not going to be in business three months from now. How can we yeah. take them? So we created a flat fee of $750. At the time, we took only a 250 deposit with a balance due later if and when. And we were spectacularly successful. Our clients like were going nuts, calling us up, going, I want to send you money. Thank you for getting me the loan. I never yeah. thought we'd get right. this. Right. once, I mean, it, especially with 250 down, it's like, and then once they get their loan, they can pay you that. And that is a total reasonable thing. Not have to deal with that headache. Because like you said, garbage in, garbage out. And I can't tell you how many times people have been so confused about filling out the application to get it, let alone the application to get it forgiven or parts of it forgiven, you know? So I see that as a valuable resource. You guys, this will be in the show notes, you guys too, but uh, how can people reach out to you and get in contact with you? Well, Bella, we created a special fee structure just for the PPP forgiveness. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. For a program. So that's for that 750 was for disaster financing. For forgiveness, we created a fee structure for any PPP loan up to $10,000. Our flat fee is $250. From $10,001 up to $50,000, it's $500 flat fee. From $50,001 to $150,000, it's a $900 total fee. And then over 150000 is $2,500 fee. Yeah, that's awesome, you guys. It says a lot about you guys, and I appreciate that, that you like to sleep well at night. I do too. <laughs> but also that it's relative, you know, because that also helps give as many people as possible access to this help. And I think at the end of the day, I hate the saying, the whole, we're all in this together, but that your decision to run your business that way has definitely proven that. And I appreciate that on behalf of all my listeners. So. How can they reach out to you if they're interested in learning more or just, you know, learning from you guys? We have our website you can visit, which is auroraconsulting.biz, B-I-Z. The .com was 50,000 and that was not (laughs) happening. So we settled for .biz. And we have a dedicated page. If you go up to the Let's Explore, there's a drop down for PPP Forgiveness Consulting. And you can find it there. And we are on all social media platforms. Our YouTube channel is Linda Ray, R-E-Y and Trevor. And then we're on Instagram and Pinterest and... (laughs) Awesome. We'll put it all in the show notes for you guys. So you can go ahead and click. 
And you guys make sure to send me all of those URLs, okay? I so will. That we can. You must be a hoot on your YouTube channel because it was a hoot just talking to you originally, <laughs> which is something else I just totally want to stress. You guys, if you go check out this video on Facebook or on my YouTube channel, you will get a whole nother feeling for this interview when you can actually see the expressions. Because if you think that I'm expressive, they're way better than I am. You're just a wild and caressing guy. <laughs> wild and caressing. And, and I appreciate that because in a such a unsexy, you know, over anxiety filled topic, you need to have a little bit of humor or life to it so that people don't just completely glaze over or just get like, you know, uh, paralyzed in fear or decision making. Because guys, as hard as it is, you know, at least we're not at the beginning of it. I don't know if we're at the end of it, but we're definitely somewhere in the middle. I'm not quite sure where, but you guys, listeners, you guys have to keep arming yourself with knowledge. You have to keep learning about it as much as you hate it. It's like the gym. You got to do it even if you don't want to, because you have a responsibility to yourself, to your community, to your family and to your employees. And I just implore you just to keep learning. And if it's not from Linda and Trevor, if they're too exciting for you, that's fine. You can go someplace else too, you guys. Whatever it is, just keep learning, okay? Do not stick your head in the sand, becoming ostrich, and say that COVID has killed your business because it has not. It has not. It has not. It has not. There is still so much hope out there. We also have a page on our website dedicated just to SBA disaster updates. So when you go to the website, I'll send that for your show notes as well. And updates on issues that have arisen. It's one of the things, again, we started out, Bella, because we wanted to be a resource. So yeah. we do email updates. So something hits my desk. You're my I kind of people. Right over to Linda. <laughs> yeah, you know? absolutely. You guys, so if you like the show, go ahead and figure out where you found it. Like, Leave us a comment. We always like to know what resonated with you. If you have any questions, feel free to go reach out to Linda or Trevor. And I want you to remember when life gets you down or COVID or 2020 or whatever it is, always keep jumping. Bye now. We'll see you on the next episode. Ciao. <laughs> So what did you think? Did you love this episode? I sure hope you did because I put a lot of love into this for you. Uh, The best way you can show me that is by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcast and go ahead and leave a review. I just might read it on the next episode. I also want to remind you that when life gets you down, remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for listening.